Good morning, everybody. This is Phil Stevens. You're on Iron Radio. I am a coach, a powerlifter, a Highland Games athlete. I run Strength Guild and do a bunch of other stuff. Hey, this is Dr. Mike Nelson. I created the Flex Diet Cert and PhysFlex Cert, associate professor of the Kerrig Institute, and still at home. And it's chilly. Uh, this is Coach Terrell out of, well, Stringfield East here in Kansas City. Uh, coach playlisting, some powerlifting, general strength and conditioning, um, just all around. Physical culture enthusiast. Oh, <clears throat> getting fancy. Yeah. Pulling out the vocabulary. Um, let's talk about this because I've seen a lot of people pissed off about this. Um, so let's rewind to last year's Summer Olympics, and I don't remember her name, so sorry. All right, we Shikesha. had a sprinter. Shakesha got mm-hmm. popped. She, like, smoked weed a month before the games or whatever it was at her. I don't know. She says it was at her brother's house or something like that. I don't remember. And uh got popped. So then they decided to ban her from the whole Olympics. Including her, you know, singles and what would it be, uh, uh, where you pass the baton thing, uh, the team running race. thing, whatever. Yeah, relay, relay right? Yeah, relay race. And so she got banned from the whole thing for smoking weed. And then we fast forward to this Olympics and we have a Russian team that can't even be called the Russian team as far as I know because oh. Russia's banned. So they're just like the athletes formerly of Russia or something like that. And, yeah, and one of their figure skaters gets popped for a what you explained to us last week, Mike, was a, a heart medication. Yeah, that could potentially be performance enhancing in you know fast twitch sports or sports where you use a lot of glycogen. She gets popped for that, and they decide, yeah, let her keep skating. So, uh. Needless to say, uh, the sprinter's pissed, <laughs> you know, and she's like, why the hell did I get banned from the whole games? You know, not just like a run taken away, but I get banned from the whole games for smoking some weed. And she takes that and it's like, ah, yeah, let her keep going. And like Darrell mentioned before the show, not only that, but this girl, the latest one is from a country where the whole fucking country got banned from yeah. massive doping schemes. Uh, massive doping fraud and things like that, and they're just like, ah, slap on the wrist, let her keep going. So, I mean, I think rightly so she's pissed. The, the only thing I got in an argument about is somebody came on and they were talking about I was like, I'm not arguing your stance at all. I agree. They should both be banned. Whatever. Um, now, should you be banned for weed? Probably not. But yeah. that was the rules, and you knew that yeah. before that you went in. So, you know, be an adult, don't break the rules. You know, if you're going to the Olympics, don't get high as shit right before it. Um, but uh, somebody came on and like, well, marijuana is not a performance enhancing drug. And they were like, at at the at the best, it's a recovery enhancing drug. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I was like, you know, a large percentage of performance is recovery. So if it does, like you said, and it is a recovery enhancing drug, it is therefore by default a performance enhancing drug. But yeah. Uh, either way, in, in my mind, they should have both just been, you're out, <laughs> you know, and maybe then then use your 
uh, your clout or whatever it is to try and change the rules as far as marijuana goes. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you it's not like they hid the rule book. <laughs> you know, you know that's banned. So as an adult, uh, maybe not do that. So, but I, in my mind, they should both just be out. I mean, I don't know why they let this girl keep going, but some people are saying doing well. she was young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, some Shikari. people are saying the, I said the wrong name. It's Shikari, not Shikari Richardson. Yeah, Shikari Richardson. But uh, you know, some people are saying it's because this girl's like fifteen or whatever, and it was her coach that gave it to her. Where Shikari, it was her own choosing and this and that, but. Uh, but they didn't. Yeah. They didn't ask her that when she she got banned. They were like, "Did you choose it?" Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're, but she they're had, just, you know made that dis- decision or whatever. One smart comment I heard from people was like, "One thing I've learned is deny, deny, deny." Shikari the went Russian out there. System. Yeah, like she denied it. Where Shikari's like, "Yep, smoke some weed, sorry." Yeah. <laughs> you know? And maybe if she'd have just denied it, didn't just own up to it. uh she kept going, but that's sad. I mean, she's like, yeah, I went to my brother's, was having a tough day, smoked some weed, got high, chilled out. You know, well, you're out for life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. But I mean, I yeah. feel different about it with this girl if it wasn't if it wasn't Russia, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like the idea that they're already on a essentially like a probationary team, which I don't understand that either. Like, no. Like, all you guys can compete. You just can't, like, we're not playing the Russian national anthem or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, like, who, there's, then there's no punishment. You know, I guess yes. maybe you're punishing, you know, Russia. But even then, it's like they know. Like, if it's yeah. their people who win. And everybody knows. Yeah, you know, you don't ban anyone. And Russia's still in the name. Yeah. It's like Team ROC is like Russian Olympic Committee, like mm-hmm. whoever's a, approved by the Russian Olympic Committee. So, yeah. That's weird. Like the the idea that, and I look. If I was a Russian athlete and you know I played by the rules, which is probably that's probably rare too. Like, like yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I would be pissed about it. You know, not being able to compete or whatever on the behalf of the country. But I don't know. It's a, it, it is weird that they just were kind of like, eh. And I wonder if she's like a popular athlete in figure skating. I don't know. I mean, I can't tell you because I obviously don't follow figure skating. But, I mean, uh, I mean, like, if she brings a lot of viewership, yeah, somehow, like I, you know, I could see maybe that's an angle, but I don't see how this does any good for the, like, the Olympic Committee itself. Yeah. Like, how does how does it do them any good besides? I, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure it does. I mean, I th- it, in my mind, it just makes them look bad, even worse yeah. than they looked before. But, uh, yeah. I'm trying I mean, to figure out how did, did she, did she do well? I, I stayed no, up to the like, whole event and then I fell out. asleep right as she started. <laughs> Mostly she like bombed out and took fourth in the singles. Okay. Um, this is the last thing I saw, but, uh, Probably because she didn't have her heart medication. <laughs> I, th- I think she had three other three substances total. Oh. Only one of them was banned. Correct. I'm trying to figure out what the other two possibly were. Oh, uh, hypoxin and L-carnitine. Uh, L-carnitine is a 
legal supplement, at least in the U.S., but sometimes people use it as a, an injectable version with insulin, which I would not recommend that at all. But <laughs> <laughs> so if you find other things that are, you know, hypoxygen is, I'd say, kind of questionable, then, you know, I think your case of, oops, I didn't know about this yeah. by accident. Oops, I'm also from Russia. Uh, oops, uh, I don't know. Those are starting to be a little bit too too many coincidences there. On all the drugs. Sorry, didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's like yeah, I don't it get a it. Case of contamination with heart medication her grandpa was taking, I guess. Well, how did she get in her system if her grandpa was taking? I, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> grandpa doped me. Yeah, I was next to him, and you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I think know. they would be like over the top, like like zero tolerance policy for any Russian athletes. Like, oh, there should be. Yeah, we, you we do not so. want to. We don't want to see anything. We don't want to see your name in the news. We don't want to see your name pop up at all. Like, you guys can drink. Water and eat paleo. That's it. Like you can't. <laughs> you guys can't even use carbs. Nothing. Like Gotta nothing. Be all organic food, man. No GMOs in there. <laughs> no hormones. No carb diet for like the Olympics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's another one. Did you guys hear about that? The athletes not getting fed. No, I did see a story about that. Yeah. There's a video of some girl that she came up for an interview, and she's like, "I'm sorry to do this, but." I'm starving. Does anybody have any snacks? Oh, and yeah. The whole, all the reporters are bringing her food. <laughs> like yeah. Twizzlers and shit. She's like, thank you so much. But, uh, uh, I don't want to say it's common, but I know like, good friends of mine were over with some of Soji athletes when they were in Russia. And that was one of the things they were super worried about. And they spent a lot of time ahead of time. And it ended up being kind of a debacle in some areas where – you know, the food is different. You know, some people have certain things they're allergic to. And then it's always interesting to me how, you know, the Olympic Village, you have all these athletes there and it's McDonald's and fast food and yeah. everything else. Just like you go into most hospitals, it's like, oh, you just got a bypass. Oh, go get a cheeseburger. You know, yeah. it's right downstairs, you know. Um, but they spend a lot of time trying just to get, you know, food in there and how they're going to do the logistics. And they said it was just kind of a nightmare. Yeah. Is that Sochi, the Sochi Olympics or whatever? Yeah, that was at Soji, yeah. So I would, I haven't talked to anyone who's come back from uh, China yet. Uh, like I said, I've got a couple of buddies that are over there right now. So I don't, I don't know how it's going, but I also know they're trashing all their electronics before they get back. And they kind of told me that they're going to be off the grid for who knows how many weeks. So I haven't heard anything. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I mean, wasn't, wasn't the, the Russian winter Olympics, that was like notoriously bad across the board for a lot of oh, stuff yeah. like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Athlete conditions and all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would assume, I mean, you would think China would be a little bit better, but not much. Yeah. I'm like, both of those countries aren't the greatest about. I mean, they put, like, all the stuff that you'll see on TV will look great. Yeah. And everything behind the scenes is kind of like, eh. Yeah. yeah. Think... Like, how do these countries keep getting rewarded with the Olympics when That's they're, like, understand. the key... Yeah doping play like you know what I mean like they're as far as teams go like China now they must have a heavy bankroll or something because they don't get popped at all but they'll yeah. like especially in weightlifting they win by like 20 30 yeah. kilos in some categories so 
And then Russia, obviously, with their stuff, and it's like they keep getting rewarded with, you know, the Olympics, like being able to host it. Like, you know, obviously there's some under-the-table money being exchanged or something because it seems like such a corrupt thing with all of this. Mm-hmm. And for what? Like, I don't understand. Like, the Olympics to me is losing ground in popularity. Yes. Not gaining. So what do you, what are they gaining from, you know, it's not like they're getting more viewership. It's like everyone's trying to hold on to a little bit extra money every time and it gets worse and worse every year, like every Olympics. I think it's a big thing for the countries to showcase their country and showcase all the positive attributes of it. And I think before the Summer Olympics, China like shut down a lot of their uh, coal-producing plants, so that the mm-hmm. <laughs> the air pollution wasn't as bad as what it normally is, and and then in Sochi, you've got the Russians who built the a lot of the places. They had like little pass-through doors to pass urine samples back and forth, and you know all sorts of crazy stuff. So it, yeah, it, I don't know why they keep getting rewarded. I think it was in the movie Icarus they had. I can't remember what games it was, but Russia said that their athletes need their own housing. And so they got uh, a ship that they ported just off of where the Olympics were and had all their athletes stay on the ship Mm. so they could run all their blood samples and see if they were clean or not before Ah. testing. (laughs) There you go. Uh, I'm like, oh. Why can't we get people like that on our side? That's what I'm saying. They're already doing it. We need to build a team, man. There's got to be some smart dudes here that can hide all the doping. Oh, <laughs> Everybody else is doing it, man. We're investing our money in the wrong spots. Yeah. <laughs> Another buddy of mine, he went to, I don't even say the name of the country or his name, but he went over there to uh, help, quote-unquote, train uh, some of their high-level athletes. And then when he got there, they realized that uh, he was just there to try to come up with undetectable drugs for them. Is why they hired him. <laughs> Nice. Uh, he didn't do it, man. Could have got a hell of a payday. I think he actually did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I won't say anything else, and that's just a rumor. That may not be true. So. <laughs> oh, man. In the case of like Russia, it's like it's dangerous because if you yeah you know you speak or go off book, man, you're you're under yeah you're dead. You know, it's grew GRUs after you, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's been multiple. I mean, the guy who de- defected, like, a lot of his friends, like, all of a sudden just started showing up dead. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's like, yes, I need to get out now. I'm like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's still in asylum in the U.S. somewhere. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, so, anyways, that's there's a lot of people pissed about that, but, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I don't understand the the difference in that'd those. Be a, that'd be a tough way to go is getting murdered for messing up the doping on your 15 year old figure skater. You know? <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be a bad way to go as a scientist. Yeah. Like, oh man, I fuck that up. So, <laughs> now everyone's got to die because you know yep. she took the wrong heart medication or whatever. You would. It just seems also a little. Weird for how, and maybe it's because it's ROC now, not really Russia or whatever you want to say, but historically they haven't really used many compounds for longer half-lives that they know are on the WADA band list. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? So that maybe was someone who thought they could sneak it by or didn't check the list or didn't realize the half-life was longer, but I don't know. It seems odd. And I'm sure you've got, you know, now Russian athletes who are probably clean because they are probably trying to do it the correct way and don't want to get banned again. And, you know, now they're all made to look bad because, you know, one person tested positive again in addition to everything that's happened in the past. So I can understand their point of view, too. I'd be pissed as hell. (laughs) And you got one job. Like, you're the drug dude. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's your job. You know, don't give her stuff that can get popped. You know, but... Maybe they don't have the quality there they used to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I'm still, I'm still It also seems like a weird sport to risk yourself for. Like, figure skating would be, like, and I guess maybe they're after metal counts. Like, that's kind of one of the big things, is like, just yeah. jacking the metal counts up. But, like, that'd be a weird thing to, like, of all the things that you think you could just be like, you know what, maybe we just don't do it for figure skating. Yeah. Well, that's what I, was, I think I talked about it on here last week. It was like they had a deal years ago where they, like, tested performance dancing sports and all the sports. And figure skating was one of the ones they turned up that were like, it doesn't help. Mm. Um, you know, and you're talking about people that, like, you know, they pioneered the frickin', uh like, jumping off boxes and stuff, plyometrics. Yeah. And figured out after killing 47 people that... You know, you probably shouldn't jump off 40-foot boxes with 300 pounds on your back. Um, they'll try anything. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they figured out, like, that. hey, it doesn't help in figure skating. But then this girl gets popped in it, so, yeah, maybe it does. Yeah, and I tried to find any data in, like, peer-reviewed um, <laughs> subjects on if that drug actually enhances exercise performance. I mean, in, in theory it should, but, again, almost all the studies I've been able to find are in pathologies. So maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. It just might not have been studied that way, too, which is, again, for performance-enhancing drugs, we don't have a ton of studies on a lot of them either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you read some of the literature and, like... like, It's not high on the NIH funding list. No. Like, (laughs) there's no PubMed that says Trenbolone will make you really strong. Right. Lots of it on cattle. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, there's a lot of people out there that tell you it works. So, uh, yeah, especially the old steel where they were trying to cook it in their oven, like trying to get it out of the little. Oh, the little cattle pellets. Yeah. Cattle pellets that they were trying to cook down. And there's all sorts of <clears throat> weird ways of doing that. I'm like, oh, yep. my God. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I had some fun conversations with Dave Tate about that. But, oh, man. <laughs> the only other thing I got, one of you guys, you guys had something else. We got the. uh Half Thorn Eddie Hall fight is back on. And it's coming right up. They just announced it like last week, I think. But it's in four weeks in Dubai again. Built as the world's heaviest boxing match. Mm. Um, we'll see. I mean, the last time, before the last one, just watching videos, it looked like Eddie Hall was looking better. Uh, than half the world. But Eddie Hall had already had some boxing experience prior. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, could this be a, you know, now Thor's got a few fights in. He's got more experience now, too. More more time now. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it could be an interesting fight. I don't know. I still think it's going to be a... If you're watching this for a boxing performance, it's Ooh. probably not going to be the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> Freak show. Yeah, it'll be fun. 
you know? Well, just like watching a train wreck. You're yeah, not watching exactly. it for performance. You just want yeah. to see what happens. <laughs> it's a lot like going to those. I don't even think they throw them anymore, like the Tough Man Contest. Like we used to have them here. They just hmm. like yeah, they have a Tough like, Man Contest at like the Expo Center, and people just like just anybody could go sign up. Oh yeah, wow! They have like firefighters, <laughs> police ones, and stuff. Yeah, and it's like you just go in there and beat the shit out of each other. Whoever wins, ah, you're the toughest guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like anything. It's like you just said. It's like watching NASCAR. So people are watching it for the wreck. With those two people involved, like it takes one solid punch to just decimate somebody. Yeah. Like if either of them gets everything they got behind one throw, Ooh. it could be disastrous. Um. So, but well, that's what makes it interesting too. I mean, yeah, even in MMA, like there's lots of great performances across all weight classes. But I think for the average person who's not super into MMA and doesn't understand it a lot, watching like the heavyweights makes sense because you know if one of those people just lands something, that's not going to be good. I think right, yeah. you can say that for almost any weight class. For sure. But I think people watching it who are not steeped in it, it. There's a potential with much bigger dudes for more damage. <laughs> and everybody yes. knows that. <laughs> yeah, that's why everybody loves Tyson. I mean, he'd go out there yeah, and kill people in 14 seconds. Boxing. You know, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, look at it. I look at it like you had Tyson, and then the next big person that held for a while after that was Lennox Lewis, and the the viewership dropped dramatically. Oh, yeah. Because Lewis was a boxer. Yeah. And he was essentially boring to the general public, even though he was a hell of a boxer for a heavyweight. Uh, he was a point scoring. That's what he was doing. Whereas Tyson was a, well, I, I got 48 seconds to kill you or I'm yeah. done. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. But it'll be interesting. What'll be interesting is like, if it makes it out of round one, it's like those later rounds that'll be interesting. Do they have the stamina to just keep going? Uh, or does it just turn into a, you know, bumping fist I'll, match. I would, I would have advocated for a longer rest between rounds. Yeah, uh, let him fully recover, get a meal yeah, in. Just like rest one-to-one, like three minutes yeah. on, three minutes off. Yeah, it's either that or go old school MMA and like one round it goes until someone falls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not stopping until one of you guys is asleep. So, that would be awesome. I bet it's the later it goes, the better it is for Hawthor. Yeah, I think so. That's I my mean, guess. He looks in shape. You know, yeah. He shed, so he shed like half of him. It's so crazy <laughs> to see. You're like, holy yeah. crap. Yeah. And so it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting. interesting but. Yeah, I think those, those one minute in between rounds for those guys is not Oof. recovery. Like, there's no, no. like, there's no. No, no, that's. That rate is not dropping. between rounds. <laughs> yeah. It does like there's getting up to that, and then yeah, it'd be like it'll be in the lactic range by the second round, I would assume, yeah. especially yeah. with the adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Maybe oh yeah, I mean hell for two guys that big just bouncing around the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and somebody that's boxed, I mean, you don't appreciate it how wore out you get just from holding your hands up. For that long and guarding your face. Like that wears you the fuck out. It's amazingly tiring. Um, and throwing punches, even if they're little jabs and stuff, things you're not, don't, not putting a lot behind. It's, it's amazing. But one thing that'll be fun for me to watch is they are, there's such drastic different body types. Yeah. 
that it'll be fun to watch because that's like me that the best guy I I'm taller and I'm long limbed and uh the person I sparred against the most was a professional boxer and he was built different he was stocky and short and so basically my whole goal I had to keep him outside mm. with my long reach he, if he got in on me I was obliterated because you can't punch people in the back of the head in boxing and things like that so he'd just duck under <laughs> and he shorted me and he'd just go you know automatic weapon on my my torso and it's like i can't do anything you know you're all below me and the only thing i can do is hit you in the back of the head or the back and I, i'm disqualified for that so <laughs> it'll be interesting to see you know in theory if half thor or if eddie can get inside half thor's in big trouble yeah um but same thing we said all half thor has to do is keep him out with those long ass ape arms and <laughs> the thing about keeping people on the outside in boxing is that requires so much footwork and like energy yeah, and skill and energy. Like yeah. You have to like move a lot yeah, to stay on the outside, like outside boxers. That's what it takes to like, you know, have Eddie all be able to kind of get inside when he's, when they're both tired. Yeah. It takes a little bit less energy to like kind of be inside and lean. Yeah. And throw punches there, but, yeah, it'll be interesting. Because I couldn't imagine even, like, not saying I wouldn't do it. You offer me the money they're getting, I would fight either of them right now. I would not <laughs> practice. I would go in there, and I would try. I would go in there and let you just decimate me for, like, $5 million. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. So Yeah, I mean, Eddie's actually very athletic for a dude that's that big. big. Yes. I mean, if you looked at him, and you'd be like, there's no way that guy could do that stuff. You're like, holy crap, he just yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I haven't watched, and you know he might be in as good a shape as as Hathor now. Yeah, I don't know. I've I haven't looked that up at all. So I mean, they've both had what is it? Damn near a year since the last fight was supposed to happen. So um, should be interesting. Plus, Eddie's just crazy anyway. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it adds a little bit more of excitement to it. Kind yes, of almost like Tyson. You're like, I don't know what he's gonna do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he exactly. He might just bite your ear. You know? Right? <laughs> you don't know. So it could be it could be a fun watch. But um, what else did we have? We had one more thing. You talked about something, Mike. I think for the show. Uh, I think Terrell had something on CrossFit. Oh yeah, CrossFit. That's right. I just mentioned that they were on the. Well, I think they. I don't know if they found him or whatever, but the CEO basically promoted himself to a board position. And they're looking for another CEO to take over responsibilities or whatever. Were I don't know if they still are. I'm looking it up right now. CrossFit CEO steps down. Did they say why he stepped down? Yeah, I'm looking here. That's an old like, one. I think it, he said it was his original plan is what his thing was. He said the whole plan was basically get it, right the ship, and then step aside and let somebody, let somebody else, else run it. jump in. I mean, he strikes me as like a, you know, kind of one of those, I don't know, just like capitalist dudes. Like he has it, like their investment company, that's what they do. They just gotcha. you know, buy a company, pump it up, and then he steps away and keeps a percentage of ownership. And lets it roll itself. Yeah. Tries to let it. Yeah. I mean, I think <sighs> the danger of with CrossFit is like, like it brought everyone in on this kind of like, you know, anti-hero type thing. Like they were, you know, fighting against, you know, Coca-Cola and mm -hmm. all these people and all that stuff and like outspoken and 
outlandish, which worked against them as much as it worked for them. So it's like you're who are they after now? Like who are who are they going to get? Not as like people doing CrossFit, but who are they after in terms of coaches and leadership? Like what is the what is the whole goal besides to like just keep it going and milky money out of it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if it has no like if it's a soulless enterprise, like I think CrossFit definitely dies within a few years from that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I agree. It needs a face. And yeah. even Castro. Like yeah. he wasn't great, but he was a face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the people you had, were used to. And he was polarizing, so it yes. was that's like that stuff works for them. Yes. And like trying to get more towards lukewarm. I think works against CrossFit and all the people who thought they were edgy for doing CrossFit. Yeah. Will feel less edgy. It'll, it'll feel more like, you know, Orange Theory or something like that. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I mean, it goes back to that, like any publicity is good publicity thing. It was like when they were like they brought in all the athletes, like who was the the skier they had and things like that. And Dave's big thing, Glassman's big thing was like. All the best athletes in the world use CrossFit to win gold medals and this and that. Well, no, they they really don't. You know, you're they did the you're, inverse. You know, you're paying them money after they're done to right. come say that. It's just like all the people that, you know, all the the professional athletes that then turn vegan after being high level athletes, and then veganism's the way to go to be a professional athlete. No, dude, you ate steaks and ribs to get there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And then you've been vegan for two weeks, and you're trying to convince everybody it's the way. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but that worked for them because you know, there were a, there were a lot of people that bought into that, and they really thought it was the the, the dogma was true. Like, oh, I'm going to be a downhill skier. I better CrossFit because they say I have to. And they gave uh, a, a plausible argument. You could argue if it's really true or not that hey, we you know there's what we value for these qualities, and then you show up at a CrossFit box and you do a workout, and you're like. Oh, they must be right. This was really hard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so you're you're kind of bought in at that point. Well, and I mean, to defend them a bit, we've all seen it. It it will take somebody that's a gouge potato and get you in decent shape. Oh, for sure. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great for that. You get to do a little bit of everything. Uh and then you start getting okay at it and then you keep pushing it and then you're hurt, but still. I mean, that's uh, yeah, the, the long-term development arcs still still aren't developed. Like, no, they got to the point, you know, in CrossFit where they were saying, like, my training style, people that use the training style that I would use, which is like mostly strength work and then you know CrossFit-esque type finisher. Mm-hmm. And most most of the you know higher level people who were like training CrossFit people for the games and stuff were using something related to that. Mm-hmm. Or doing applying professional strength and conditioning to CrossFit or whatever. Yeah, they were actively nice. saying. Yeah, they were they were actively saying that these people are not cross. Like this is not CrossFit. Yes, right. Right. So it's like you're getting good at CrossFit by not doing CrossFit, and they were actively <laughs> saying like yeah. actively promoting that against like you know it was OPT at the time uh, with James Fitzgerald who was the first CrossFit Games winner or whatever in OPEX, and then you know they got kind of cornered into this position where they had to say, no, this extreme, like, high-intensity stuff is the way. This is the real way to train. Yeah. When it's like most people weren't doing Like, most people who were in the game weren't doing it, and they were also doing drugs. So they had to 
No. But it's kind of like, I'm going to introduce people to, you know, a lot of different things in physical culture really fast, which was good. Yeah. But then it made people feel like, like, oh, you don't have to actually, you know, specifically practice any of these things in physical culture because CrossFit will just get you there. Yeah. You just need to try hard and breathe hard. Just keep trying harder and keep, keep pushing it. Yeah. You know, and I can't tell you how many, like an 80 kilo snatch for a guy is not good. Like that's not a great snatch in terms of like weightlifting. I can't tell you how many people came in like, oh, I just want to get from, I just want to get 90 kilos. You say, okay, well, just do weightlift, like a weightlifting program and then cross the finishers for a while. Yeah. And then you'll snatch 100 or 110. Like you, that's yeah. it. Like you don't have to do, you don't have to quit crossing all together, but you know, change it. And then just that, yeah. even that they would in various forms and stuff, Dave Castro and all these people would say, that's not CrossFit. You're not doing CrossFit, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. So, well, and the hard part was, yeah, um, the hard part was then the, the people also. Like, every, I did, for a while there, what I did was go CrossFit to CrossFit. Every single one across the country, every one I went to, like, what the people were missing was strength. Like, yeah. they were all, they all had motors. Yeah. And they all Metcon's could run and go, yeah, they could Metcon until they puke. Like, they didn't have the ability to puke anymore. They were so good at Metcons. But they were weak as shit. <laughs> That's what they lacked compared to the game's athletes. And, uh, but they wouldn't do anything to fix it. You know, they yeah. wouldn't back off the Metcons long enough to get a little stronger. Um, and God, it was annoying. Yeah. Was like, just, just ease off a little bit, you know? But. Yeah. I've lost clients in the past when I've done an eval and I'm like, okay. So your max strength, if you want to, let's say, qualify for the games, we have pretty good metrics now about where you need to be. Mm-hmm. You are one to three years at least off of that, like yeah. best case scenario. And your aerobic base, ironically, is pretty crappy. Can you suffer real well and compete with people at your gym doing a specific Metcon that's all you've done for four years? Yeah, but... If I work with you, then guess what? The people at the gym are going to kick your ass for a while. But yeah. in one to three years, I can almost guarantee you'll be much better than them. Yes. It's like can your ego handle you getting beat locally to take a step backwards to focus on things you need to bring up and mm-hmm. then go forwards again? And sometimes even with aerobic-based stuff, it's you know 8 to 12 weeks. It's not super long. It's not yes. years. And even then, they're just like, oh, but they're beating me at my Metcons. I'm like, yes, we told you this would happen. (laughs) Yeah, just don't do them. (laughs) Yeah, just don't do them for a while. And the people who did it, like, came back and they're like, oh, my God, within, like, you know, four weeks, they, like, smoked everyone. Yes. You know, but it's, yeah. And I get it. It, It's hard. You're kind of the, especially if it was worse if you were the owner or the trainer at the gym. Yeah. Because now everyone kind of looks at you and they're like, oh, why are you not doing good? What's going on? And there's a whole bunch of other stuff wrapped up into it, too. Yeah, I mean, the aerobic base thing, too. It's like, and so people do CrossFit, like, almost for the entertainment value of the workout, like training tainment, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, like, the Metcon is entertaining to them so they can do it. But aerobic training, there's not really a good way to make that fun. Like, you just kind of got to do it, you know, (laughs) like – and you need it, like, absolutely need it for, particularly to go 
beyond just like a local level. Like, how do you think you're going to recover for a four workout stretch? Yeah. Even if it's three days in a row. <laughs> yeah. Like, how are you going to recover from that without a base of aerobic, like base of strength, base of aerobic power? And like, yeah. All right. In the Metcon. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you'll do, you'll only use 225 for cleans or whatever at regionals, which isn't crazy heavy. But if your max clean is 275, that's, I mean, you're at 80%, dude. Like, you're going to do, yeah. what, 20 to 30 reps at 80% and think you're going to beat somebody who's, you know, clean and jerking 350 plus, where it's, you know, that's 60% for them. Like, you're not, it's not going to happen. Like, you got to put it together. Like, the idea of piecing together your athleticism, which was interesting to me in CrossFit, like, how to piece it all together and then build it and peak at the right time. Like, all that stuff is interesting. Mm-hmm. to i guess i would say people like us i suppose but for like most people inside of crossfit that is like so boring and annoying yeah. and they like do not want to be a part of that at all yeah like the idea of like hey you need to build your squat to 200 kilos like you need to squat 440 at you know 185 or you're not even tall enough to ride the rides yeah <laughs> that's yeah. that was such like a foreign concept and I lost clients just like that too. At a CrossFit yeah, yeah. like, yeah, you're like, oh, I'm going to go to regionals. Okay, well, you squat 315, which isn't good, really, yeah. on any level. Like, you should be able to squat 405 at any time. And like, like, well, you don't actually squat 405 in a Metcon. Yeah, but you need the, in- I mean, <laughs> like, you need, you need yeah. the horsepower. Like, it just it is the way it is. Like, you need yeah. the horsepower for this event. And the idea of specifying for a length of time. Just was like, no, nah, I'm not into it. And yeah. so you watch people suffer through workouts for months, years, and just never really get better. They just kind of mm-hmm. inch their way forward. Like, oh, I PR'd my friend time by three seconds. Like, that's not a PR. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, like, you, yeah. you didn't really do anything. You got no better. You got no worse. But yeah. I don't have any problem if people are doing that for general exercise and they're just yeah. doing it to stay in shape and have yeah. fun and you know that's that's totally cool but when you're telling me you want to be a competitive athlete and you want to take it to the next level and your goal is kind of yes. beyond that then yeah, it's, you got to do something different. <laughs> yeah, that's where things change. Exactly. Yeah. I I mean, I would say that, but it, it sucks the soul out of me to like watch someone. Oh, just I can't watch it. <laughs> keep keep bouncing around, like doing the same thing, like over and over, and then saying like, "Oh, I work." Like people come in, you know, come into the gym off of like doing, you know, four years of beach body or something mm-hmm. like that. It's like, yeah, you worked really hard in your living room, but you your training age is still zero. Yeah, like that. That is you how many hours have you spent dancing around your living room that you've advanced your actual physical prowess? Zero percent. Yeah. Like that's crazy to me. Like, and and it's hard for me. Like it's impossible for me to watch. I mean, that was one of the reasons I left CrossFit. (laughs) Obviously I was like, this is impossible for me to keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the idea that you get to a certain point in CrossFit and you you have to do something else. Oh yeah. And it comes on quick. Yeah, I'd say for most people in the first six months, like six months, you're at your ceiling with with their method. Like it gets you there fast, but then it's like, okay, now you need to change, and they just don't. Four years later, they're still doing it. And they Uh, keep searching for the hardest thing, like doing the harder. Like they think, okay, I got to do a harder workout. Yes, I see this with 
like former CrossFit athletes. I have a former CrossFit athlete. Like, he actually kind of got famous within CrossFit. Who and he owns a CrossFit gym now, and it's the same. It's kind of the same thing where it's like for him to move forward. Like he keeps inching. He'll add like a little PR here and there, but. And I think, I mean, honestly, the post, this is like, if I could sum up CrossFit posting or hashtags in one thing, it's like, didn't PR, but I had fun. And that yeah. makes me want to blow my brains out like that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you've been working so hard, man, like working so hard and you've gone nowhere. It's like and you that's fine if your fun. objective is just to have fun. But yes. like you said, yes. when you're trying to make progress, it's completely different then. Yep. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Not to rant about it, but that that was always what drove me nuts about the CrossFit stigma. Yeah. That on top of like competitions where it was like instead of trying to organize it in a way of like let's let's try to stabilize this, like every competition was like, We gotta do something way dumber than the one before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it got real bad that <laughs> way dumber and way like how can we almost injure everyone? Yes. But you know, almost not injure anyone. Like, <laughs> like not yeah, some box injured. jumps, bro. Yeah, the backlash to, to that, I think, like the pinnacle where they started to rethink shit was when they put those racks out in the sun in L.A. and everybody oh, burnt yeah. their hands. Like everybody burnt their fucking hands, and it was like, oh my god. Yeah. You know? And they didn't give a shit. Like, yeah, whatever, you lose. Unknown and unknowable. Like they, yeah. that's what they say. Oh, you should know about these elements. Like this is yeah. dumb, dude. Yeah. Or they had a swimming event that went right into some pull up stuff. Yeah. And so that shredded people's hands. Yeah. And they're like, Oh and that's like on the first day. Yeah. It's like, why do I want to see people's, you know, raw hamburger hands trying to snatch, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah. yeah. But I mean gonna... local is where it got worse. Local was getting terrible here here locally but also like well, what were the big ones like the OC throwdown mm-hmm. and all those like out in California and they would do stuff like remember the one where they had to do ring push ups but the rings were hung on one of your partner's necks like oh. and you had one person low like one person down low doing the push ups and one person who had the ring you know the ring strap around their neck like trying to hold them up Oh, yeah, good like, like, why? Why did we do that? Yeah. yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think we can call it there. That was a good week. We touched on a little bit of everything. So. Yeah, we pissed Some off Olympics. everyone in CrossFit. Yeah, too. we did. CrossFit's pissed. <laughs> Olympic people are pissed. We were nice to Eddie and Afthor, but they're big. So yeah. I don't want them to come beat me up. Does anyone know, are they still doing the CrossFit Games since they've had so many changes and Castro is out? I don't know. I yeah, the Open starts like this week. Oh, okay. Really? So That's the Open's what I back? Yeah. It's I didn't three, know they brought the Open back. So it's three weeks. You have three weeks of online qualifying. That gets you to the second three weeks of online qualifying. And then I think there's only, like, you, you pretty much have, like, a one in-person thing where it's, you know, but it's it's all done kind of the same way, so. Gotcha. Hmm, I should okay. join. I should jump in and see what how I can do. There you go. Yeah, that'd be fun. So, all right, guys. Well, all right. Get back Sounds at good. It. Later. See ya.